Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin' the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, GHSA basketball season is here. Class A public. Who says I don't care about the little guys? That is fake news, sir. I love the little guys. I might not know as much as some experts that are living in these small rural towns, but I'm going to do the best I can to break it down, try to name as many players as possible. You know, Class A public sometimes can be a crapshoot, especially when a lot of these guys are football players, they're playing multiple sports. Some teams peak at a later date than other teams because they have to get off the football field. So that kind of changes things up. But without further ado, Class A public, we got boys to talk about. Yes, sir, Kyle, we do. We'll jump right into it. Hancock Central, who won last year's state championship, opens up at number one. Um, interesting little note here. You, you've had a little uh, monopoly since Class A Public became Class A Public in 2013. Only three programs have won a uh, state championship, Wilkinson County having won five of them. But they open all the way down there at number 10, just squeaking into the pole. But Hancock Central at number one and Terrell County at number two. Drew Charter is your top three. Yeah, and I, I'm going to touch on Wilkinson off the uh, off the rip here. Um, Wilkinson County, like you said, they've they've dominated. Now, this is a, um, you know, you're looking at a program. We have them at number 10 to start the year now. I think there's there might be another team. We'll probably talk about it a little later that maybe on paper um, looks like they might be ready to be in that top 10. But I talked about this uh, on the uh, Off the Dribble podcast um, just about, you know, sometimes when it's too close a call and or a team just has such a great pedigree like Wilkinson County, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt to start the year. Um, this is the first time since, uh, gosh, what is it, since it looks like 2016, there's not going to be Christian Lamar or Jalen Lamar on the roster. And that's a scary thought for Coach Xavier Whipple because um, both of those guys were Class A public players of the year for Wilkinson County. And, you know, Wilkinson has won a ton of titles and they have dominated um, Class A public. But um, with, with, with both of those guys since graduated now, things look different. And there's a lot of lot to be figured out. You know, Lamar's at Morehouse. Uh, Jacob Crockett, a freak athlete, he's at Florida Tech. And, you know, what they have coming back, uh, they have two Region 7 honorable mention selections and five foot nine Traquan Fox and five foot eleven Jamari Day, two, two guards uh, that obviously saw important minutes and performed at a good level, a high level. Um, but, yeah, you know, Wilkinson County has always played super tough teams, and they've always, you know, they front load their skills. They always are playing. They always have a site on the state championship. The standard is a standard at Wilkinson County, and the standard is winning state championships. Uh, you know, they play in the Palace. They have possibly the best home court advantage uh, anywhere in the state of Georgia now with all the COVID protocols. That, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. Could that potentially hurt some of these teams that have great home court advantage? Because especially in Class A public in these smaller schools, like you could look, you 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 would you could win on at at home by thirty points against a team, and then play that same team and play on the road and lose by thirty points. Home court advantage 
is is huge in these in these smaller schools, and that's why you know seeding is very very important in the state tournament. But Wilkinson County, they have holes to fill. Like who's going to be that guy that steps up and, and gets them in? But there was just no way. I've learned. I've been covering the state for five six years now. I've learned you can't doubt Wilkinson County. The Blue Storm is always going to put a good product on the on the court. They're not going to fall off a map. Someone is going to be able to, to step up. Now, if Wilkinson does have a down year this year, like I, I don't think they're just going to be bad. I mean, a down year for them could be maybe 500 or so, but I'm just looking at this program and what they've done time in and time again. They're going to find a way to be good. Now, they're in Region 7. They're going to have to deal with Hancock Central, and well, I guess we'll swing it over and start talking about number one Hancock Central now. Um, it's going to be tough. You know, Hancock Central is going to be the heavy favorite in Region 7, considering GMC, they got obliterated, absolutely obliterated by the transfer market this year. You got Christian Burnett, um, double digits as a freshman last year. He's at Baldwin now. You got Keith Robbins, a junior, uh, who picked up an opt from Xavier this offseason. He's at St. Francis now. You got Jabari Dixon. From GMC, he transfers over to Hancock Central to make Hancock Central even that much better and even that more athletic. And then you have Preston Kent, who led the team in scoring. He's back to Washington County, so GMC loses their top four players, and those are two or four great players. If you're looking at it now, like wow, seeing what I saw from those guys in the offseason, you're looking at GMC being a top three team in the state, possibly. Like that's a really good core, but all those guys left and coach Lunsford, um, you know, is retired right now because of all the, the virus situation. He's been on the sideline for a long time. So no need to really risk anything health wise. He's proven he's a, you know, he's a legend. They're going to name the gym after him if it hasn't been named after him already. But you know, GMC, you wipe them off. So you're looking at a, a public, uh, region seven you know a team like twigs county uh they got a lot coming back warren county they were 17 and 6 that could be a team that could you know sneak up and be a, a top three seed possibly but wilkinson county is going to have every chance to you know try and clip hancock central but jamal taylor peanut is his nickname was big in the state title game last year He's really good. He's just a, a pit bull competitor out there. Just does what it takes to win. You got Leroy Wilson at about 6'2 on the wing. A guy that plays bigger than his size, goes inside and rebounds uh, for them as well. Marquavius Lawrence, an undersized six-foot post player, but he he gave you 12 points and seven rebounds when it mattered most playing against a big athletic Trutland team. So that's another guy. So Hancock Central, with everything they have coming back from a team uh, that won 28 games, lost just three games last year. Hancock, uh, I firmly believe they are definitely right now the favorite to repeat as state champs. Uh, I really like what they have, but you know, quickly on Terrell County, uh, that's a team that does have two preseason All-State picks. Six foot six foot five, Contravian Greer, averaged over 11 points and seven rebounds and two blocks per game. And then you got a five ten guard and Keyborian Stevens as well, who was a really good playmaker and a pesky defender. So those two guys, you know, they had about four guys that really balanced the team. Two of those guys graduated, but you got four back. And then if Jamarcus. Allen, the quarterback, if he's playing as well, that's a guy that averaged, um, you know, eight points per game as a junior. So you got some guys right there. Um, they're going to be in Region One. Uh, region One is, 
you know, 12 teams. So you're going to have some junky teams there that kind of boosts the record of some of these other teams. But Terrell County, uh, Terrell County was really, really good last year at 25 and three. Um, and I think they're, they're going to be competitive again this year. They might not be as good as last year, uh, but that team at number three, um, Drew Charter, uh, you're looking at a program, Samir St. Clair, taking over the program, a guy that's coached overseas in like Japan, I believe it was. He's been everywhere so much, <laughs> so much experience on the sidelines. And now he's going to the high school ranks and he's got big time talent. Jacoby Strozier, uh, who's got a bunch of high, ma- or, you know, high major interests at least, but a bunch of Division One interests and offers. Region 5 Player of the Year last year could be the best player in the classification this year. I know we'll talk about a kid from Mitchell County who will have something to say about that, but Strozier is really, really good, and Jaquez Thornton's a tough guard as well. And I really like what I saw from Cedric Taylor in my, in my short sit-downs with him on the sidelines, seeing what he could do on the court uh, at six foot five, a sophomore wing. Cedric Taylor's got a chance to really be a guy that takes the next step this year. And you got seniors, uh, tough guard Jalen McCurdy, Isaiah Meggett. Um, you got a lot coming back for Drew Charter, and uh, you know that's a rare Atlanta area school. That's a public school, so uh, you know for them, we're talking about a, you know, the classifications now split. I mean, they were in. Region 5 dealing with Trinity Christian, Green Force, Galloway, Holy Innocence, Wesleyan, Elka, W.D. Muhammad, Mount Vernon, Presbyterian. They were seeing all these big-time schools, and they weren't just saying, well, we're, we're playing private schools. You were playing some of the best private schools in Class A private. So now that they're in public and they only have to worry about public and they can you know, really piece together a really nice um, record heading into the state tournament and get a really high seed, I mean, I'm looking at Drew Charter. Drew Charter needs to sweep Region 6. I mean, I would be stunned if they get knocked off by anybody. Drew Charter is such a heavy favorite, 18-9 and a year ago, but they were playing great competition last year. Now, let let me read off the teams they're playing, at least on on paper, what it looks like. Armucci, 6-20 last year. Atlanta Classical, 5-16. Best Academy, 9-14. Bowden, 14-12. They do have the top two guards back, but they are about 5-10 and below. Um, Fulton Leadership Academy, if they're still around, they were one and thirteen last year. Gordon Lee six and nineteen. Mount Zion Carrollton twelve and thirteen. Tryon nine and sixteen. So, Drew Charter, they gotta make hay. They gotta win out. They gotta secure a top three or four seed uh, at the very lowest going into the state tournament. But I really do think Drew Charter. Um, they should just really beat up on all these teams. And I think they're going to play some good teams in the non-region as well. So Drew Charter, um, keep an eye out on them. They have more than enough firepower and going to be more, more than a, you know, more, more than battle tested to take a deep run and try and get to making. In the middle of Class A public, we have a bunch of teams who made some runs into the playoffs last year. Manchester uh, was knocked out by Wilco, 73-64 in the Sweet 16. Lincoln County, they escaped Region 7. We talked about it in the uh, A Private podcast, Kyle, the splitting up of the public and private regions. So now they're all uh, public school-only regions now, and they um, are hoping to rebound after a uh, 78-77 loss to Trutland in the Elite 8. Calhoun County comes at number 6 here. They were knocked out by Hancock Central, 68 to 53, and Lanier County at number seven fell to Lincoln County, 56 to 51, in the Sweet 16. Yeah, bottom of the poll, and again, uh, Class A public. You're going to see a lot of teams. It's it, it's just how it is. Again, but football players, some of these like some of these top uh, senior stars, 
they might be football players and they might have a better future in football. And who knows, they might not play basketball their senior year. It's happened before, you know, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. I think there's going to be some teams that really have a chance to crack in there. Um, you mentioned Manchester, a team that does have a good chunk of talent coming back. Uh, they got some guards that can really score the ball. Um, Cameron Long, a six foot three. You got um, Trey Jackson, average over 17 points per game. He's only going to be a junior this year. Um, Lincoln County has star power and the reigning freshman of the year, six foot six, Franquan Sherman, uh, brings back some shades of Amon Rand. Uh, at least with his athleticism, average over 19 points per game. So Lincoln County, a school that's going to heavily rely on football players. So if they're all there, you know, that makes a huge difference. Lincoln County always going to have really good athletes that come off the gridiron. Um, You know, Calhoun County, a team you can't count out, you know, number six to open up the year. But, you know, Marcus Shaw, all he does is is win – um my goodness i mean 24 and 4 last year after they went 32 and 0 the year before that um the cougars what they've posted a 185 and 24 record over the past seven seasons so they don't lose and you know on paper they they graduate some key pieces but tykavius curry their best guard is still there and they got five foot six junior duan anaker as well just now it depends what else you got around them but uh, you know, Calhoun County, always extremely, extremely dangerous. And then you mentioned Lanier County. They got a really good player in EJ Brown who could um, really rise his stock some more, average over 15 points per game. Taylor County is a team that has a kid, six foot five junior, Nicholas Woodard. Um, saw him some over the offseason. That's a guy that's really taking some steps um, to become a, a big-time piece, especially at Class A public. You're looking at a kid that can stretch the floor, shoot the three ball. And is athletic enough to get to the rim and finish, finish with authority. Uh, number nine, Turner County, uh, a team that is, has been young but they've been rebuilding. They go from nine and eighteen to twelve and fourteen to twenty and nine last year. Uh, Javel Kimball, five foot eleven, led the team in scoring as a freshman last year at eleven points and pitched in over five rebounds per game. So that's a player to keep an eye on. And then of course, Wilkinson County. Um, we talked about them a lot, uh, a lot at the top, but it's, you know, Traquan Fox and Jamari day and who else is going to be there to kind of support that cast. And you just ran into the top 10 call, but you did mention there's going to be a lot of flux just as the way class a public usually is. Who are those teams that did not miss or did not make the top 10 to start the season, but we could expect to see sometime later. Yeah, so I got dark horses and just missed, but you know they're pretty much all the same. I'll give you just missed teams right now. Um, Social Circle uh, was a team I was talking about earlier. Now they come down from Class Two A, um, where they really had a, a nice season, uh, posted a twenty and eight record. Um, I, it's just one of these things. Why did they not open up in the top ten? I think it's just one of those things. I got, I got to see it first. You're going to be playing a lot different level now. It's a whole different classification. I want to see how they handle it. They could very well open up the season, go three and zero or four and zero, and you know, boom, just like that, they're going to be in the top ten. But you got an all-state pick in Terrell Branch, who's only a junior. Um, another junior in KJ Reed. Uh, AJ Vincent's about six foot four, a big-bodied post player with good hands. Uh, Jonathan Hooker 
is a guard that comes over from Eagles Landing. So he's played, um, seen some minutes or, you know, at least has practiced against some of the best players in what was Class 5A last year. Um, Logan Cross, a six foot six sophomore, is joining the team. You got a six foot four sophomore and Mason Moore. So you have a really uh, young team that has a a chance to really build something. If it's not this year, like if all those guys come back and they're seniors and juniors next year, and if they have a good season this year, watch out. Um, Coach Taylor Jackson is really building something there at Social Circle. So that's a team that I was thinking about just missed on the precipice and uh you know another one at 19 and 6 a year ago mitchell county and manny harris who blew up this offseason as a, a legitimate you know mid-major type prospect everybody wanted uh manny harris he was getting offers left and right uh this offseason that is a kid that is really really blown up average over 20 points per game i think he's gonna have a a monster monster season he's currently ranked as a three-star prospect but he is super talented offensively he's he's got good size at 6'3 athletic can shoot the rock can get others involved can lock up um i was just concerned like who's he got around him he's got a junior in roderick bodeford who averaged 10 points per game and then does he have enough outside of that he's got a couple guys that are supposed to come back but there were guys that were in and out of the lineup it looks like um you know you're looking at mitchell county and a region in region one where they're going to deal with Terrell County. Who's Terrell's going to be good. I think they're going to be good. Um, Calhoun County who they, they always win 20 plus games. So that's two teams right there that you're going to have to deal with. Um, I think Mitchell County does have the firepower to do so with Manny Harris. Uh, it's just going to be one of those things. They just got to get a couple wins under your belt, prove that you got, you guys are in good shape and you could probably see Mitchell County in the top 10 very quickly. And then I want to give one more team before I list my my dark horse. Uh, but Towns County, 18-9, a lot different from these other teams. They're not going to have the athletes that you see in you know these South Georgia schools. Uh, a lot of these guys are playing football as well and you know, just can, can kill you with speed and with uh, you know, their jumping ability. Towns County, it's not like that. You know, this is a team that's going to have to execute, going to have to play smart basketball from Hiawassee, Georgia. You know, you're, you know, you're up in the mountains over there. Um, but they have everybody back from an 18 and nine team last year. Um, so that, that's a, you know, that's something to keep an eye on is cohesion and success. Now it's you're, you're going to be looking for success at a different level now, which is going to be going to be different. But they're in there in that region with uh, Lincoln County in Region Eight. So you're looking at Lincoln County, you got Social Circle, and you got Towns County, and then everything else. It looks, you know, it looks like you could be, be okay. Commerce was 12 and 15. Green County was 10 and 11. Lake Oconee Academy 1 and 23. Washington Wilkes 5 and 15. So there's some room for these 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 teams to make some hay. But Towns County has everybody back. Colby Moss, preseason All-State pick, um, the senior, averaged 23 points, six and a half rebounds. Um, just under four assists per game. Um, that's that's big numbers right there. You got another senior in Aiden Barong, 15 points, four rebounds, uh, over two and a half. Um, uh, looks like uh, assists as well. So that's that's something. And then Colin Crowder, 13 points and seven rebounds, a junior. Uh, so you got a big three that puts up big numbers. But outside of that big three, it might be a steep, steep drop off. But 
uh, with Moss and Barong there, uh, you got two guys that have produced and produced big time numbers. So Towns County, don't be surprised if they get hot. That could be a team that could play sleeper, uh, play spoiler, especially in the early rounds of the state tournament. If they get a, a, a fair, uh, a fair draw for them, and, and if they get a home game, even uh, they could be a tough out. And uh, I'll swing it to my my dark horse team, Irwin County. 14 and 13. I think I had them pretty highly ranked in the preseason last year. If I'm not mistaken, um, I don't think it all went according to plan. Um, but 14 and 13, but they have pretty much everything back. First team all region pick, John Jughead Jones. I know you've been waiting for it, Ramin. Jughead Jones, a first team all region pick. He's going to lead that team. Uh, and if they have everyone playing, you got two seniors, Gabriel Benyard, Garland Benyard. Uh, and then Derek Taylor as well. So you got four seniors that have played big time minutes, big time games. I think Irwin County could take a really big jump um, from a 14 and 13 team a year ago. I think they could be pretty dangerous. And they're in that region too, so they're going to have to deal with Lanier County, uh, who we have at uh, number seven right now, and then Turner County at, at number nine. Um, but other than that, I think you're looking at a team that could really make some hay. So keep an eye on Irwin County. They might be back to that level where it was, what, like two years ago or so when they won over 20 games and took a really deep run. I think Irwin County could do some special things this year possibly. And let's sl- swing it over to the girls' side of Class A public called Calhoun County opens at number one. Greenville opens at number two. But there's a common thread running between them, and that's Central Talbotton. Central Talbotton opens at number six in our top ten, but Calhoun County um, lost to Central Talbotton 63-44 to in the final four last year. And Greenville is going to be locked in Region 5 with Central Talbotton all year. Yeah, so Central Talbotton, everything changes to be honest with you, they were hands down going to be the number one team to open up the year. But Bernila Sparks, the uh, player of the year in the classification a year ago, is not playing due to COVID concerns. So what is Central Talbotton losing? They're losing 22 points per game, over 11 rebounds, just under four assists, two steals, and a block and a half. That is massive for me. That is huge. You are losing – so much and now all that scoring burden is going to be placed on junior uh Renijah johnson who averaged uh, 11 points per game and then uh taishimia bunkley uh who's a good athlete on the perimeter uh but you just lost your your big ace your five foot nine do everything just smart you know soft hands rugged great rebounder you lose her that's a huge loss for central um, it's going to be really tough to replace her. So that's why Central opens up at number six. But Calhoun County, 25-5 last year. Got Takiya Davis going to USC Upstate. Uh, about what, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, inside. Blocks a lot of shots. Triple double threat. Just has to stay out of foul trouble. I feel like she's gotten in foul trouble a few games deep into the season. As long as she can stay clean, Calhoun County has a really good shot uh, to make a deep run because they have everybody coming back. All these seniors, Ianni Mansfield and Destiny Hightower, two first-team all-region picks. And then you got junior uh, Jeteria Winbush. And then you got seniors in Taisha Curry and Janaya Wimberly, second-team picks. So Calhoun County, they got pretty much everything they need to take a deep run back on the roster this season. 
In the middle of the poll, you have number three, Clinch County, number four, Turner County, number five, Wilcox County, the aforementioned Central Talbot, and GMC comes in at seven. Um, Kyle, is the middle of the the Class A public on the girls' side, the poll going to be as um, fluctuating as the boys' side we just talked about? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Clinch County is going to be – Clinch County is going to stay up top there. Um, I think they're going to be in good shape. Now, they're, they're in there with Turner County, uh, who we have number four. So you got number three, Clinch, and number four, Turney, Turner. Uh, both in Region 2, but Clinch County – um, they still have their 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 stars back. Sahia Johnson and then Angel McRae, both great athletes. Both can just you know kill you in the press. Uh, they're gonna be able to carry Clinch County. I think they're gonna be a, a really good team. But you know Turner County did beat Clinch last year, 65-54 in the Elite Eight. Uh, when Turner Clinch at the right time. Now the Rebels they lose. Uh, Maya Bird, she's at Columbia State now. I thought she was a, a really key piece, just a really good passer and just a strong, trustworthy guard that really stuffed the stat sheets. But you do return the Region Two Defensive Player of the Year, five foot eight senior Yakia Temple, average over fourteen points, six rebounds a game. You have last year's Freshman of the Year, five foot seven Takia Burgess, uh, close to twelve points and six rebounds, two steals and a block. And then you got a five eight senior in Jaleesa Office, um, thirteen points, six rebounds and a block game so you have a great core right there that's a big big three uh turner county is going to be really tough and you know they got new head coach chica wilson um gonna slide in over there gotta make sure they continue to progress but uh turner county they're gonna be really really tough i i do like clinch and turner right there to kind of be a a solid solid tandem to remain in the top five all season long um but you know a team that i think could really really benefit from the separation and the reshuffling of the classifications and regions i'm looking at uh gmc ramin you know how i love to uh list off the uh the region record so let me take a swig of my water and let me tell you real quick region seven ramin you're looking at a gmc team that was really good in region seven last year and they would always finish you know top two top three um always really own that region uh was always very very tough well coming off a 20 and 6 season this is what they gotta compete with now in a newly shaped region seven ace charter 10 and 6 last year crawford county 0 and 26 you're looking at glasscock 0 and 13 hancock central 11 and 13 twigs county 1 and 21 Warren County six and thirteen, and Wilkinson County four and fifteen. And let's give me a drum roll. If you take out Ace Charter, who did not play a full region schedule last year at ten and six, the other six teams that GMC is going to have to deal with, they are a combined thirty-two and hundred and one last year. Thirty-two wins and one hundred and one losses. GMC, unless something crazy happens or there's some player that takes the next step or a transfer moves in or a great freshman class moves, um, you know, just, you know, rises up to the ranks, which can happen from time to time. But GMC should just smoke everybody in this region. They should have a top three seed locked up. Um, I don't know what they're doing outside of region play, but I'm looking for GMC to blow everybody out, run their record up, 
uh, have a just a fantastic mark, and that's going to be a team that's going to have home court advantage very, very deep into the state playoffs. GMC, keep an eye on them. They got the two uh, the two Stevens girls, really big, and DeAndrea Stevens, five foot ten, average. 14 points, nine rebounds, three assists, three steals, and two blocks. And then Deasha Stevens at guard, 10 points, four rebounds. Those two alone are going to carry the Bulldogs to a fantastic season. But they just have to know it, it, you know, it could be fool's gold. they got to make sure they play uh, tough opponents outside of the region because if the region is as bad as it looks on paper, they're just not going to get a lot of quality reps throughout the year. Who is your dark horse in Class A public, Kyle? Um, I'm looking at Montgomery County, 19 and 10 uh, a year ago. Uh, looks like Montgomery County is in Region 4. Um, so it's going to be tough. You're looking at uh, Wil- uh, Wilcox County, number 5. Uh, um, Telford County's there, 14 and 13 last year, but traditionally has been a team that could really uh, get hot and win a lot of games. They've been a tough team for the past four years or so. Uh, and Dooley County, they got a good player in Shania Bolden, who averaged over 16 points per game uh, as a sophomore, and they're coming off a 16-11 season. But Montgomery County, 19-10 and 10 a year ago. Michaela Munchie-Bell, 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 steals per game. They, um, they lose a couple pieces around her, but I think Bell – uh, is good enough. I think she's a good athlete. I think she can get to the basket and she can occasionally knock down the outside shot. I think Montgomery County is a team that I currently have uh, as a dark horse. And as well as Montgomery County, I'm looking at a, a team like Lanier County, Region 2, 15 and 12 a year ago. They have a six foot three center inside, uh, Tanasia uh, Sermons, average over 16 points per game. And then they got Jazz Ryan. Another senior average over 11 points per game. So Montgomery County, Lanier County, two of my dark horses. And I'll segue into it myself. A team that just missed from my top 10, Commerce, 15-11 and 11, a season ago. This is a team that is going to be, uh, let's see, looks like they're going to be housed in Region 8. So they'll have a, they'll have a, a lot of measuring stick games. They're going up against uh, Lake Oconee Academy, who's at number 8. Uh, they're going to have to deal with Destiny, Destiny McClendon, who's going to UTC, uh, might be the best girls player uh, in Class A public this year, average over 24 points per game last year. But Commerce at 15-11 and a season ago, their top four players are back, and that includes uh, a senior, Brianna Sanders, a preseason All-State pick, average 16 points per game, and you got a junior in Carson Hobbs, um, close to a double-double a season ago, eight points and seven rebounds. Uh, so you got your top four back. You got your best player coming back. You're in a region where it looks like they should be, um, you know, contending for a region title all throughout the season. So I think Commerce is a team that, you know, if they get hot or if they can knock off Lake Oconee, Acad- uh, Lake Oconee Academy at least once and handle their business in the games they're supposed to win, uh, Commerce could be a team that cracks into the top ten. Kyle, that will wrap up our Class A public analysis. Uh, we appreciate your time, and this will be the last in the installment of the eight podcasts pre- uh, previewing the preseason rankings. The Class 7A through A private podcast should be previously available. We have now broken down all 16 classifications, boys and girls of basketball, you can expect to see in the 2020 to 2021 GHSA season. 
Um, as always, you can find further analysis on sandyspiel.com, and you can find us on Twitter at KyleSandy355 and at SandySpiel. We appreciate you listening, and until next time, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.